0: welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard. This is for you. This is for you and me. And who we see when we see each other. This is for all. This is for the time you tried to find your sister or your brother, and you're not crazy anymore. You've been waiting at the door, and it's time to open. Mint I want to thank you for that music. He wrote that music for Waking Up in America, I believe, 30 years ago. And I keep thinking about it. doors opening and doors closing and moving into the future. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, you American state nationals. You're listening to Waking Up in America, Dynamic Radio Dialogues brought to you by Key Media, happily200.hghbreakthrough.com, bragg.com, happily200.com, theconingcompany.com, Sir Jason T and drvalerie.com, and doctors all spelled out. Uh, the Body Can and Jason on hair now <laughs> well, let me tell you this this stuff you can get it through Jason by writing him at miracle stuff with three F's at gmail dot com you can set up that conversation with him I swear I think this stuff will grow hair on bowling balls uh, I told them to be careful where they put it you know you didn't want it on your chin or your whatever we won't go into the details on that so if you want to pick up our shows uh, afterwards, we, we this show is, they call it Bicycling, and we're sent to a number of different places after the show. We're this live recording Saturday mo- morning here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and uh, you'll be able to find these shows all in your archives about a week later. So you can check that out at wakingupinamerica.com, and you can download any of our past shows and share them. There's no charge for any of this. Uh, We want you all to become legal beagles, all of you that are interested, because if you take classes, form groups, and start questioning the laws, you can start pulling the clothes off the immorality that's in this country, and a lot of that's happening right now, all the way from uh, pedophiles to murderers to uh, ballistas. It's significant. Uh, And as they say, the light is coming, and as perfect evidence of that, of the light coming, we have Matt Gersper. Uh, with us this morning, who created his company, Happy Happy Living, and he did that back in, I believe, uh, 2014. So it says on Matt's book here, Inspiring Women, it says, Matt is a lifelong student of cultivating a happy, healthy, and meaningful life. Hey, and you can tell when you read the book. His company, Happy Living, is on a big, bold mission to improve the health and well-being of the world one person at a time. I wouldn't even just say well-being. Uh, if, you, if you go through Matt's materials, it's not just the physical thing that he's talking about. He actually helps you to create a stronger spiritual self. And the spiritual self lives outside the linear world, and you've got to have more contact with the spiritual world, because the linear world, if, you, if you're there all by yourself, it's going to drive you nuts. Uh, we've only got a few minutes here this morning with our dear Randy Shannon was actually headed for a conference, and then we're going to be playing a uh, uh, audio piece for you, and then we'll be going down to the interview with Matt. So call your friends and let them know Matt Gerber is going to be on right now, and uh, Randy, take it away.
1: Well, it's been an eventful morning, and good morning to everyone on the call, and, and um, I'm excited. It's been an um, amazing uh, last couple of weeks. Uh, just as a, a little side trip, I used to belong to the Doral Country Club, and now it's been uh, bought by our very dear president, Trump, and so I just went over there and did a tour, uh, considering being a member again, and it is absolutely gorgeous. Um, just amazing. But I wanted to also say, uh, Voices of Truth Radio has been approved, and that's going to be the new show, and Val, you are so pivotal in helping to make that happen with John Young and Totally Gospel Radio. So, very excited about that, Voices of Truth Radio, and we've already done uh, three tapings. Have already been sent over, and I literally did about seven more tapings this past week. A seven-part series, which is going to be announced as the time slots come out. But you know, you know, we're not only talking about getting healthy on the show, but we're talking about quality of health, and we actually will go into all different subjects. So it's it's just it's really 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 exciting times. And I'm actually headed to a health conference today on cannabinoid uh, because Longevity, who I work very closely with, I'm very close with Dr. Wallach at this point, um, they have taken over some farms and uh, we're launching that and we are the only company in the entire world that is infusing mineral into the cannabinoids and they are actually... You know, our body is full of these receptors, and I feel like we have been robbed of this. This is not the psychoactive side of the plant. This is the side that, I mean, it's just extremely, extremely healthy, and I'm just really excited about all these things that are going on and, you know, more so even about the new radio show, Voices of Truth Radio. What a dream. It's a dream come true for me. So <laughs> I'm just happy. Happy birthday. Oh, I'm so
0: proud of you. It's, it's just absolutely wonderful. It was irresistible not to fix it up to make sure that she could uh, go wild. Uh, and she will do that. Oh, Randy, for I uh, Randy, are we going into our eighth year now?
1: Yes. Can you believe it? <laughs> I can't believe it. Yes. Eight
0: years we've been on radio oh together. God.
1: Are you <laughs> sick of me yet, Mike? <laughs> oh, I love you
0: both. And you remember CW, Mike? Him. Oh yeah, I, I remember uh, Dr. Val. I ran the show. Oh well, I just didn't know <laughs> how well you remembered him. I'm trying to find him right now, but CW, um, <laughs> actually, uh, well, 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 that's part of what the the little plan thing is all about. Okay, so. Uh, We'll have you play that in a few minutes. But just looking back, uh, the great people that have been here, I mean, that was the vice president of the republic that was on the radio here with us. Okay, and we're talking about unincorporated republics. Uh, It's not the same. uh, Matt Matt doesn't get much into politics. We had a conversation about that beforehand, and I'm not sure what's just political or what's just criminal. So I do get into what's criminal. So (laughs) We won't be talking about what's Scotland and Britain have been doing for years underneath the radar of corporations that they formed that replicate the United States of America. They have something that's the United States of America LLC, right? There's all these little tricky things around that are being unraveled right now. So uh, I I want to get into the plan. I want to say have an absolutely great day. Uh, Randy, and be prepared to come back and share.
1: <laughs> I will. Thank you, and everyone have a wonderful, wonderful radio show. We
0: will. Take care.
1: All right, Bye bye. So,
0: Mr. Mike, <laughs> you, you ready on. to? Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Why not? Cool. Take it away. That's pretty quiet. No, It's, it's going. Oh okay. Hello, my honey. Hello, my baby. Hello, my ragtime wire. Da 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 da. I can't wait for this to be on. I thought we were set up. Please. Here we go.
2: Something is going on. Some of us see it. Some of us feel it. It's time to expand your thinking. You will need to reset everything you thought you knew about the world, about the people you trust, about history, about yourself. Let me tell you a story. For a very long time, our world has been under the growing influence of a vast transgenerational criminal mafia that was able to rise up to the highest levels of power. We didn't know because they talked and acted just like you and me. We thought we could recognize true criminals by their words and actions, but were deceived by their sophisticated speech, wealth, education, beauty, and power. Through a system of threats, blackmail, and bribery, they would come to occupy the highest levels of power in government, corporations, and education. You may know them as the Deep State or Cabal. Most dangerously of all, they achieved almost total influence over the media, their primary means of controlling the good people of the world who were just trying to get on with living. They used this power to slowly convince us that we were the problem, that we were a threat to each other. They used race, gender, and religion to set us apart and rewrote history to validate these false claims. They funded both sides of wars just to crush our potential to prosper and succeed as a peace-loving and creative force of good for the world. Now, with their firm grasp on the media, we drank in their entertainment and lies as they began their final phase, the total takedown of America. We were the brightest remaining beacon of freedom, and humanity's last hope. They knew that if they could take America, the rest of the world would follow. They cut deals that led us to hand over total control of the money system to a private central bank, the Federal Reserve. This made it possible to influence Washington DC, and most of our presidents since then were beholden to the criminals in one way or another. Things took a really bad turn when they concentrated vast power into the hands of the many civilian intelligence agencies throughout the world. They said they were there to protect us. Instead, these agencies were catastrophically weaponized to boost drug and human trafficking cartels, assassinate political opponents, undermine the military, and change regimes of foreign governments who did not want to adopt the centralized system of money control. You might think they would choose simply to remain in the shadows running their criminal activities while we carried on with our lives. But as long as there was freedom for the people to prosper, the cabal were always at risk of being discovered and shut down. There was no way to continue without a plan to eliminate all threats to their survival, even if it meant imposing a single world government under their jurisdiction, where no national identity, police force, or military could stop them. They called it globalism, exploiting our emotions and our instincts of compassion. They found a way to justify dismantling cultures, borders, and national identity under the guise of social justice, creating false narratives of racism, colonialism, and capitalism to destabilize and ultimately collapse societies, so they were no longer secure enough to reject this dark plan for the world. Where there was no history to distort, they would use wars to force a catastrophic mass migration of peoples across borders to destabilize and weaken cultural identity. When we didn't accept this, they called us intolerant and shamed us into silence. By 2008, America was in advanced stages of economic decline, with disastrous trade deals leading to widespread loss of jobs and a devastating financial crisis. The Cabal had now absorbed another extensive criminal empire that was aligned with a twisted and radical form of Islam. Realizing the competition could threaten their goals, they decided to cooperate and agreed to mutual terms. Now a hostile foreign enemy was able to insert a subordinate into the US political system who would become the president. Saudi Prince al-Walid bin Talal funded Obama's Harvard education and took power by proxy, picking his entire cabinet while buying vast quantities of control in our largest media companies. The western faction of the cabal was different, it was another kind of sick altogether. A dark and deeply sinister death cult with a strong reliance on symbolism and numerology, with levels of cruelty unimaginable to all right-thinking people. The reach and scale the secret society had achieved would have sent destabilizing shockwaves across the world were it ever to be publicly exposed. They were highly skilled at living just below the surface as they worked their way into the United States presidency. With both factions of the Global Mafia now in control, are you ready to hear what they had planned? Make sure you're sitting down. They installed rogue operators in government. They opened back doors to leak highly classified military intel and top secret special access programs. They cut military funding and weakened the command of generals with irrational new rules of engagement. They worked to dismantle NASA and end our supremacy in space. They infiltrated and exposed defensive military intelligence programs that reduced our ability to detect foreign and domestic threats. They used our trusted agencies to target and weaken political opponents. They relaxed our borders and enabled passage of millions of illegals and violent criminal gangs. They moved money to fund global terrorism, resulting in groups like ISIS moving to capture vast territories throughout the world. In 2016, the Cabal Alliance had hoped to retain power. If you are not yet chilled to the bone by the picture that is forming about their intentions for us all, let me tell you what was to come next. Through international climate change scams, they would have siphoned trillions of remaining wealth, eliminate the last good guys in government, and withdraw total funding from the U.S. military, handing over the responsibility of our defense to the United Nations. They would revise the Constitution to weaken our ability to fight back, ban the sale of firearms to eliminate our self-defense, insert their people into the Supreme Court, remove the electoral college system to neuter our voting power and totally eliminate alternative media to shield them from exposure. They instigated a covert deal to move large quantities of our uranium to their captured states in North Korea and Iran to build up a nuclear arsenal that would threaten the world. For this, they blamed Russia, a growing force of opposition to their ambitions of global control by casting Putin as an enemy and blaming him for this illegal uranium deal. They had planned a devastating nuclear world war between America and Russia that would have exhausted the last two remaining pillars of freedom for the world, accelerating the horrific endgame that had become inevitable. This cabal miraculously lost power in 2016 when a brave operation led by a US military alliance and their global partners were able to return power legitimately over to the light. They had a plan of their very own, one that was many decades in the making. With Donald Trump selected for the role of president, the people of America were slowly awakened to the reality of the world they live in. With so much hidden and lied about in the media channels we had come to trust for our news and entertainment, this alliance of goods set into motion a sophisticated strategy of dismantling the vast network of corruption that had almost completely overcome every level of government, industry, and the legal system. They knew they had to follow the laws of the land as they were originally intended, otherwise they themselves would be delegitimized, even though they were just trying to free us from the silent stranglehold of tyranny that we had come to accept as normal the panicking deep state used any remaining power they had left to try and save themselves each day for two years was a careful and meticulously planned balancing act between public perception and the job that needed to be done moving too fast would shock and scare a sleeping public still living in the prison of the mind that was created for them but after all this it appears now that not only are we winning but we have won the trajectory of this great storm is now radiantly clear. Now we look forward to a new future, thanks to the brave patriots who risked everything to save our world. This time for good. There is not a person alive who has experienced what a world without this darkness could be like. A world of free energy that was kept from us to force our dependency on their fossil fuel monopolies. Abolishment of income tax that was illegally imposed to pay back interest on loans taken from the cabal banking system. Released cures for our most deadly diseases. Unleashed space technologies to open frontiers we never dreamed possible. New technologies creating millions of jobs and yielding a global human renaissance the likes of which we have never seen. Fellow Americans and citizens of the world, now it is our turn to shine. Wherever we are, we will become the plan when we choose to reject what they call globalism. We recognize the words they use to bend us to their will, and we say no more. It's time to turn off the media, follow your instincts, trust yourself, and be the plan. May God bless America and the world.
0: And the men and women in it. And uh, God bless our our guest, Matt Gursper. Uh, He's he's part of the plan. He's uh, the creator of Happy Living, and that's what it's all about. When you take, when you neutralize the effects of all of the horror and the fact that we've all been manipulated beyond belief, and uh, Matt's taken the time and the energy to actually interview uh, women in particular, in the case of this book called Inspiring Woman, about uh, what they have uh, accomplished, how they see the world and things of that nature. I especially love the quotes in it, too. So... Uh, welcome. <laughs> welcome, Matt Gersper. We, we love having you here. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. We were talking about your your you in the football league be, before the show started, and I was reminded of the Michael Jordan quote. I believe it was Michael Jordan, the one that, uh, how many baskets he'd missed in such. That was Michael Jordan, right? That was. So your football career sounds <clears throat> almost like from Michael Jordan's point of view, like you, you, you were selected three times and we were just in the middle of that, uh, to actually by major football teams, right?
3: Yes, I was. I, so, um, I, I did require persistence to do what I did in football. That exactly. started when I was, when I was just a five foot, two inch tall, hundred pound boy starting in high school. So very, very undersized. And for whatever reason, I always, always wanted to become a professional football player, and I believed I could. And so when I showed up at practice the first time, I'd already been working training all summer long for this moment, and I got selected to be on the third team simply because of my size, and I was just completely dejected, and to make a long story short, I ended up you know, making the first team and started all the way through high school and became the team captain my senior year, went to college played all the way through, uh, college, and then I got selected to go up to the Canadian football league, uh, with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And I got cut, sent home after a week. And then if uh, I was just telling you about, yes.
0: Something's going on with your phone. Okay. Uh, okay. You turn you're on a cell phone, right? Yeah. Hey, it's 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 cutting in and out. Uh, so can you change direction and start talking? And I'll tell you when. Get, get, continue the conversation, but uh, you know, be in touch with me so I can guide you so that you're coming through. Okay. 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 Keep That's talking. Not- okay, you're still. Okay. You're, now turn turn some more and keep talking. Yeah. Okay. Is that better, Mike?
3: Am I sounding better?
0: There's a there's a there's a bug in your speaking, and it's making me crazy. uh Oh. No, even when you said "ah oh," then it trails out after that. Um, hmm. We didn't have this problem before the show. No. Okay. Every time you talk, it's there now. I I. Uh, let me I have just to shut ask- down my. Here, let me put my computer off and see if that, maybe my
3: computer and my phone are in competition. Baby. Does that sound better?
0: Yes. Yes. It it's a miracle. A, <laughs> okay. Hey, okay, go cool. on. So, so you uh, were talking about persistence and you were talking about making the first team and yeah, uh, um, all of that, and then it, it tell us what happened.
3: Yeah, so after college, I got signed by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and I uh, trained hard to to make that team. And I went up to Saskatchewan, and I got sent home after just one week, uh, which was incredibly discouraging. And oh, uh, then I went back to work, went back to school, and kept looking for teams. And <clears throat> I got tried out uh, got a tryout with the Los Angeles Raiders, who had just won the world championship, and uh, they went ahead and signed me, so I got to go to their camps in Los Angeles. Got picked up at the airport by uh, Hall of Famer, uh, defensive back, was very, very excited, uh, Willie Brown. Um, anyways, make a long story short, the Raiders, I was with their mini camp. I went to their regular camp, and I got cut after about a month and a half of being in their training camp two days before our first preseason game against the uh, San Francisco 49ers. And so, oh again, God. horribly discouraging. Um, I was actually living in Northern California, so all my family and friends could have come to the game. And uh, anyways, didn't didn't happen. And so that was in 1984, in 85, and my first wife and I had gotten pregnant, and my daughter was to be born in March of 1985. And I got signed by the third league, which is the United States Football League, with a team called the Orlando Renegades. And I told my wife that was in January, the training camp started, and I said, I'll see you in June. Uh, that's how committed I was to playing professional football. And um, I got down to Orlando, uh, practiced for a couple days, and got cut for the third time. And on the way home, that's when I knew I just had to move to the next chapter of my life and. Let football be behind me.
0: Well, you know, it's it, it's a, it's an amazing story, and it's an amazing story on so many levels. Because how how tall were you, by the way? You talked about being sh- small when you started. How tall were yeah, you, I, by the? You. So got I it.
3: started small, but I ended up I ended up about six foot three and about one hundred and ninety five pounds. So I was no longer undersized. Um, an back was, or
0: something? I was
3: a strong safety in the back.
0: So oh, I just I was telling Matt, folks, we were talking about destiny and things like about this morning, and I said to tell you the truth, Matt, I'm glad that you didn't get to uh, stay in football because you probably have your brain scrambled by now. So, uh, And then you wouldn't have had a chance to create happy living or your great success in, in data information. I, I don't know how to explain it, I'm sure, as well as you do, but you've created enormous success for yourself in the world, and frankly a guy getting himself accepted into the playoffs or training camps of three major teams seems to me like a huge accomplishment. And it it seems like being sent away was almost like a direction of sending you off into your life where you'd really make a bigger difference.
3: Well, you know, that's interesting that you have that perspective because it took me about 25 years. I remember very vividly sitting in a... Uh, one of my favorite hotels in in uh, Colorado called the Brown Palace in downtown Denver, and I was having breakfast by myself and I was reading the newspaper about a quarterback who was about my age, and he could barely even get out of bed. Yep. and it was the first it was the first time in my in my adult life that I had the recognition that you know what it was a blessing that I didn't play professional football because I'm much better oh, totally. suited as a business guy, and I would I would have never been a great player. But had I played, I probably would have become more damaged than I than I may be already.
0: <laughs> Try, like, way more, okay? Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Once you get into those big games, there's a level of seriousness that, even though yeah. you may practice for it, it doesn't show up until you're present to it. And uh, things that happen on the football field can be very painful and aren't always real. I mean, in the sense of fair play or whatever, things happen out right. there for sure. So, Matt... You've proven yourself an amazing athlete. You're also proving yourself amazing in the business world, and now you've taken on uh, happy living. What what kind of a kid were you before you went into football? Were you persistent about everything you did?
3: Yeah, I've, uh, I've always had some sort of inner belief that uh, if I set my mind to something, I could accomplish it. My parents always supported that notion, and in fact taught me that you know you can do and you can become anything you want to be if you're willing to work hard for it.
0: So that you know you're kind of been, me uh, during uh, the 1984, no, not the, not the 1984. The the Olympics that we had like about 12 years ago, uh, we Gail and I interviewed a lot of Olympic champions, and one of the the common elements between all of the champions, whether they be golden or bronze or silver or, you know, Mark Spitz was on, a number of very prominent athletes told us about what they went through. Every one of them went through something that, if you, if you didn't talk the way you were just talking now, would have stopped them, okay? One of them had their brother killed. Uh, uh, mm. Tragedies came through their lives. Uh, some of them were going to give up. I remember the captain of the rowing team had been on another rowing team and he had they'd come in they'd been at a disappointing thing and then they end up winning the gold in the next Olympics things of that nature so what we're pointing to here is that holding a value or an idea over time you can create it you can manifest it and, uh, and then there's divine intervention and I'm going to have to say you not getting passed on to the, um, the major leagues mm-hmm. was a divine intervention on your part I like would tend to agree way. with that. I,
3: I use different words in my second book. I call that the power of the universe, but it's the same thing. It's, there's so yeah, there's yeah. something, there's some force that moves your life along that is it's beyond your consciousness and awareness, I think. And when you look back in life, you were talking about it before the, the show. When you look back on your life, you can start to see those things and how they connected and, and how they were, they were a catalyst for the next step.
0: Yeah, cool. I want to read your Chapter 7, okay? Uh, I missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I lost almost 300 games 26 times I'd been trusted to take the game-winning shot and miss. I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that's why I succeeded. And that's from Michael Jordan. I just That, was, I think, was is one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. You have to stay in the game, and you have to stay on the court. Yeah, and you have to I be able re- to have redirection. I would call you, you got redirected, buddy. Yeah,
3: no, I agree with that. I, I read recently, I think, um, I won't get the quote exactly right, but so many people stop the effort just before they're about to succeed. And, you know, if you've had an idea in your life and you've started to work on it and you didn't manifest it, you don't know how close or how far away you might have been from that magical moment when it would it would start to work for you, and so yeah, I, think I think it really the is. Other... Go ahead. Go ahead. So I, I, gonna... I think that it really it really is. If you if you've discovered something that's really important to you, then you just got to keep working on it. Um, and I think what where people get lost is if you're if you're trying to do things that really aren't important, um, then you you know, you're, you're you wasting.
0: Pardon part of what people do is they, they work out of obligation. Right. Like they're obliged. They do something for the money. They do yeah. it because they have to pay the bill or whatever and they ignore ways. Uh, I've gone from being very wealthy to shopping at the 99 cent store. I had $7 one week in in the last 10 years to buy food with, things of that nature. And you just keep going and you keep hanging in there and the next thing you know you find a $100 bill on the street or somebody calls you up, and this ha- actually happened for me, Matt, and they were paying me back $7,000 that they I lent, I'd given them <clears throat> pretty much like years before, you know, and it came yeah. back when I needed it. Uh, I, I fought major uh, court cases with the, the banks because they're, uh, we've done plenty of programming on there, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it with you today, but it's a well-known fact that... There's a lot of corruption that's been going on there since 1913 in particular, but it precedes all of that. And what I believe, and I think you you probably do too when given the chance to answer, is that we're here for a purpose, and we need to follow that purpose. And what Matt and I were also talking about before the show was I had a test by a uh, psychologist, Dr. Barbara Biggs, when I was 35, and it said didn't say how smart I was, it said... What areas? would uh, did I share interests with? What in what fields? And I shared them with an attorney. I shared them with an actor, a writer, uh, a shipboat captain. I always liked that one, uh, and just these things have all shown up as things that I've done in my life. I didn't know that I was going to spend 12 years of my life in court, fighting the system. And by the way, I've lasted longer than anybody that anybody knows around here because. I'm not doing it alone. Even though I show up in court alone, I've got people around me. And with Matt here, what he's putting forward for you is you do what you, what's in your heart and you follow and you keep going and you clear up your life and keep your, clean up your house and keep yourself healthy and do those kinds of things. You'll turn into a magnet and you will attract to you that, that exactly what you are. Out of the women in this book, uh, is there one of them that stands out in particular for you, Matt? Um,
3: oh, no one's ever asked me that question. Probably the one that I would um, I would answer that is the woman named uh, Martha Van Duren. Yeah, she's a beautiful woman. I met her when I was in my international trade business, and she was running a charity called Duralstone, and I sponsored. Uh, sponsored it. We raised some money for it. We actually put together a, a program that part of our sales uh, went to support uh, her charity uh, while I was in that business. And 30 years, about 40 years ago now, her and her husband left the Netherlands to move down to Zimbabwe to, to set up a farming operation. And Martha, when she was down there, she had young kids of her own, and she noticed that none of the, the workers on the farm, their children, didn't have a school. And so Martha built a school and taught the kids. And 35, 40 years later, she now has a, a school, I think about 800 students. She's also educating women, teaching them how to, make, how to take care of themselves and, and create an income for themselves. And she's having an influence on the entire educational system in Zimbabwe.
0: That's yes. uh, amazing. Email. Remember, I asked you about David Hitz before the show if you knew him? Uh, yes. Uh, another man who has made well for himself in the technology field. He does microloans.
3: Perfect. For yes.
0: The entire world. Uh, I was just yes. looking at uh, Heifer Magazine. Do you know about that? Do you ever get Heifer?
3: I do. Actually, uh, my wife and I often give those to our daughters.
0: Um, I love Heifer. As gifts. <laughs> yes. yes. Our list what heifer is okay
3: so it's a it's a uh, charitable operation where you uh, you can choose the size that you want to contribute but I think we do like um, like uh, hundred bucks a month something like that so a $1200 gift and what happens is the the organizers send or buy a a, a bunch of chickens for a family one day they buy a uh, uh, a hog for another family next month. They buy a cow for a family the month after that. So they're actually buying um, livestock and giving them to, to families that need income and food. And then they send the kid, uh, the, the recipient of the gift, gets a postcard every month from the family and the, uh, with pictures of the animals. So it's really a great way to, to talk about giving back and really making a difference in someone's life that needs it.
0: Yeah, Thanks, especially uh, what I like about it is, that, well, you know, it's Thanksgiving is coming up, so there's a lot of requests for, you know, $2.12 to this charity to buy these people a meal and things like that. But, and I, I don't object to that. I mean, it certainly needs support. What I love about this, though, is that between David Hitz's microloans, uh, where they may give a woman maybe just a, a couple hundred dollars, something like that, to get something going. These people are now generating something. That's what I was. Read the book. You will be inspired by what people have taken on. And that I would say that as I was looking at things, Matt, the key thing was that they persisted. Yeah, that they had where, a dream.
3: Yeah, one of the premises of the book, we call it um, living a life of significance, which at Happy Living we define as as having two attributes. You're doing work that you love, which is really important. If you're if you're doing work that you don't love, you need to try to find out what you're missing, what you do love, and, and try to bring that into your life. So that's really, really critical. Because then if you're doing work that you love, it's not really work.
0: It's a great way to live life. It, and and it a, a sec- psychology sometimes, oh, because when I was going through this tough period, you know, financially, people would offer me jobs, and I would I would try to do them, and I could do them sometimes for like a week or two, and some of them paid quite well, Matt, but it was like, yeah. I, I didn't want to do them. I, I was yeah. doing it for money, I didn't want to do it for money, and I kept looking around yeah. to what you I weren't could engaged. Do. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Sometimes I, there were years I made a hundred thousand on the radio. There were years that radio cost me, but it was mm-hmm. something that's been. I started in 1987 to actually be on air, but I was leaning up against the radio when I was like seven, eight years old. You know, anybody yeah. that's my age, if you listen to radio, there was Bobby Benson and the B Bar B, and there was well, <laughs> there was white that's another, and, and, Yeah, That's another. Yeah, that's you know. Yeah, have to was, you to, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say radio was really inspiring when I listened. You know, it's like what Mm -hmm. this book would be, it would be like radio in this book, okay? I would listen and I would hear stories about who had created what and, uh, you know, on the radio. I find it wasn't all disc jockeys and, um, you know, what do you call it, underwear humor and things like that that so many (laughs) of them mentioned. There was actually entertainment and education, yeah. Well, I mean, it's an
3: interesting an interesting attribute about doing work that you love, then you also you find people who are engaged like that, like you, then you do, then you do that work for a lifetime. You're not interested well, the in retiring.
0: We were also talking before the the show about the Course of Miracles, which you had a, a quote in uh, in your book from the Course of Miracles. I I don't have my finger on it at the moment, uh, but what I noticed, uh, I took. I had 12 people that had all gone firewalking and um, been part of the uh, landmark six-day course, which has to do with challenging yourself physically, repelling down the face of cliffs, doing Tyrolean things, uh, uh, education. I, I called it transformational boot camp. And these trainings that we took... What would happen is we we tend to live in a linear world. We're trained to live in a linear world. And if you live in a linear world where B has to follow A and then C has to follow B and all of that nature, you miss all the magic that's present in the moment because you're not in touch with the moment. And as we clear ourselves up and get in touch with our hearts and begin to follow our hearts, as Matt's so poignantly addressing here, then the magic starts to happen. And in that magic, you meet the people. Uh, right, I invite you to go to drvalerie.com, and that doctor is all spelled out, and I actually do epigenetic clearing with people to go in and clear off the electromagnetic shops, shocks that actually come from situations that have occurred in your life. I had a very violent uh, series of experiences in my past that kept me pretty much in prison for like 20, 30 years of my life, and then it took me a while to chunk out, and I studied how to clear up the electromagnetic field of the body, and I have part of that puzzle. If you go to my website at drvalry.com, I will actually give you a complimentary session of that. You send me an email, and I would be happy to do that, or you call me at 310-455-8623, and we can set up an appointment, and you can see how this works. Because we didn't talk about this beforehand, uh, Matt, but one of the things that really slows people down Women, in particular, are the fact that many of us have been sexually uh, abused or molested in our past. Mm. And that is very debilitating. So mm. books like this, that <clears throat> there is a pers- conversations of persistence, like I went to three teams and then I saw that I was done with football and I moved on to the next thing is all about an evolutionary pattern, and we can pull ourselves out of this. And one of the reasons why you see so much craziness in this country, and this isn't just men or women, or or, or women, rather. Um, Mike, are you available for a minute? Mr. Batali? After our show last week, it turned out that we were discussing after the show, uh, Mike's our announcer. I guess he's not available right now. We were discussing... um, Men and women being molested and what that causes them in their life, and uh, it causes a lot of slowdown. So, any of you that have ha- that have that in that background, you can get this. You can get the damages from this handled. I spent 20 years watching special victims unit because of my background, and I put out complimentary sessions to uh, offer a way out of that. And Matt, we're going to keep going here, but while we are still um, on top of the subject, why don't you tell people how to get a hold of you? Uh, your books are available at Amazon, is that correct?
3: Yeah, the books are all available at Amazon. They're also available at happyliving.com. Just go to the books tab, um, and they're all there. And um, you can reach me directly at matt, matt, at com.
0: And what kind of questions can they ask you besides, I want your book? <laughs> Do you do, do you do any seminars or anything
3: about, um, nature man? Yeah, we're, that's that's an interesting question. I haven't, we've done some workshops. Uh, I do a lot of speaking, so I've got a whole bunch of talks, uh, also on our website in the talks tab. Uh, Um, but I have some really exciting news. We are just closing on a a lake house on the lake where I live, Lake Norman in North Carolina, and it's going to be the happy living house. And we're going <laughs> to be doing workshops and we're going to be doing hosting retreats and bringing in some guests of our, from our podcast and like ladies in this book. And so if you're fans of those people, you can come and, and meet them and vacation with them. And we're going to treat you uh, as, our, as our Lake House guest and just have really fun creating deep connections with people of like minds.
0: I was just trying to find that quote really quickly. I
3: I found it for you. I found it. It's from your grandeur. You can only bless. And if you think about that, you know, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, you were talking about that, you know, finding your spirit. When you're actually living in your spirit, what this quote is saying, is then the only thing you can do is bless imagine living a life like that. It's really hard to even think about it if you're living in your head in the linear world as Val, as you describe it, Val.
0: I, I, I actually had a grandfather that was about as evil as any of these Illuminati that you're hearing about today. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the things that he did would Curdle Your Blood, and at the same time he was uh, one of the leading citizens of Vancouver. He was a war hero. He was mm-hmm. all kinds of other stuff. Uh, what happened in his basement was not a good thing. So this affects us, and it affects our point yeah. of view. For many years, I just was afraid to even be around men, certain men, because uh, bad things could happen, that kind of thing. So th- this can all be cleared up. I, w- I want you to know that you, we've, we've been lied to. I am going to say you've been lied to because I don't feel lied to anymore. I feel as though I'm able to, um, if I don't get what's going on, I have somebody I can call and say, hey, what the heck, what the heck do you think is going on? Uh, as this stuff gets cleared up and it gets revealed, you're going to see a lot of people that you didn't, you cannot believe are going to be in trouble and they will be anywhere from being sent to prison to being executed. It's that severe, the different things that have happened. There's even conversations about, uh, the recent hurricane, uh, uh, being actually generated and that the people that generated that, um, they, they may not be here much longer. They know who they are. Uh, the power is changing after thousands of years, and now we have the possibility. I like your cho- your quote from Chapter Three, Tiffany's quote. <clears throat> now it's time we can be creative, because creativity is intelligence having fun. When you're when you're dealing with trauma and pain and lack of money and all those things in your life, you need somebody to whisper words in your ear about you don't have, you're you're not going to have to stay here. You can keep moving forward. And inspiring women will whisper in your ear, and it will whisper in your ear if you're a man as well. Uh, yeah. I don't know. i was just, <laughs> just touched well, by that thought for a moment. About well,
3: Tiffany, she's Piphany an amazing whisper. woman, and she's actually started a, a, a worldwide community called 50-50, trying to really genuinely bring women up to equality with men and she inspired the the chapter that i wrote chapter 12 which is called has man's left brain created a woman's world
0: <laughs> and,
3: and and i believe i believe it has and the, the things what she's talking about and she's got a she's got a uh, a video on it too so i'd be happy to share that video with the with the audience um, but what she's is talking about is with automation and commu- and computing and all the things that we're we can now have done for us with our machines, we've taken away a lot of the, the functions that are traditionally um, right-brained or left-brained. And, and we're now opening up the options to do more work with your, with your right brain. And that is empowering women. It's, it's, it's creativity, and it's empathy, and it's all the, the strong suits that a woman has more naturally than a man. And I think we're seeing that. I think we're seeing... A lot of women rise up, and of course, there's eleven
0: of them in this book that are just awesome role models. No, I, 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 I totally get it. And I was thinking as you were saying women rising up, uh, there are women that have been around that have been risen. Uh, <laughs> Terry Cole Whitaker uh, was was one of my teachers. I actually experienced white light with her on I'm thinking either two or three different occasions. Do mm. you know ever experienced white light, Matt? I don't know. I, I guess know. by answering that question,
3: I don't. I have not. <laughs>
0: oh, white light is a it's a it's a it's the stage of consciousness past nirvana. Okay, there's different stages. <clears> if you look into uh, the Asian conversations of culture, you'll see there's different stages of consciousness. Uh, the first time I experienced white light Matt, was with Bernard Gunther. Have you heard of him? No. Okay. Bernard Gunther actually created was part of the team that created Esalen in Big Sur. Are you familiar with that at all? Have you heard of that? I have not. Oh, yeah. Well, you're going to have some fun. I think you. And I have some research do. to do. <laughs> you have not only. I mean, there's magic there, buddy. There's magic there. I remember okay. sitting in the hot tubs at one in the morning at Esalen, uh, looking out over the ocean, and. What we were talking about this morning was what was happening when I was looking over the ocean. We were interdimensional. We were Matt and I were having a conversation before the show. I love the conversations before and after the shows. Where a lot of the good stuff harps. So we call it the green room, where you get together and you make sure you're in alignment for the show or what's happening today, stuff like that. So, in the green room, we were actually talking about being. A reality being like playing four- or five-dimensional chess. We live like it's one-dimensional. When we do that, we don't always have room for um, the magic to come in. And Mm -hmm. what's happened is that these women have cleared a path, I'm going to say, through their, um, perhaps even just their DNA and their intention to express their DNA so that they're actually magical. And by that... um, I will give you an example of a woman that actually wanted to work with Apple. Apple puts out some very nice funding for people. Uh, She wanted to do a television show for children. And uh, she couldn't get through to Apple no matter how hard she tried. And we talked about it. We did clearing on her and all that kind of stuff. Pam walked her dog around the Venice Post Office Circle, uh, (laughs) Matt, and uh, ended up talking to a guy there. You know who's mm-hmm. walking his dog? Guess what? Yeah. She got her TV show through the guy at the post yeah. office walking his dog. Yeah. The one she no, had I mean, been able to get with a linear connection. Yeah. Go Pam, no, go. It does, it does work. And if you want to get really good at it and you don't have a lot of money and you have some commitment, or you do have money and you have some commitment, study The Course of Miracles. Uh, I was also, we were discussing before the show that uh, I had a course of with 12 people in it that, where we were doing the work. For, we did it for a year. We divided The Course of Miracles up the first time we did it. Uh, every one of us had been firewalking or hang gliding. Oh, well, every 100% of us has gone firewalking, and I hope you hear that because firewalking is something that you are going to be, most of you, 99% of you are going to convince that it would burn you. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I used to take my clients firewalking mat. Mm-hmm. It was one of the fastest ways I knew of changing reality. I also did river raft, gliding and stuff like that. I think we should get these women. What about getting these women together for a conference? And what about taking people firewalking? When that walking mat, mm-hmm. it was one of the fastest ways I knew of changing reality. I also did river raft, gliding and stuff like that. I think we should get these women. What about getting these women together for a conference? And what about taking people firewalking? Wouldn't that be something?
3: I think it'd be a great idea. I actually just interviewed a lady. I think it's Carrie Hummingbird. uh, And she's an energy healer. Yeah. Uh, She's an energy healer, and she also does firewalking. And um, she's going to be on our podcast, Something Significant, which is what this book was built on. I think it's the first part of next year. I think should' scheduled for January. Oh, but,
0: that's uh, terrific. Yeah, yeah. Well, I well, you know, when I was, well, when I was a little child, what I noticed was is that I, I was afraid of a lot of things, but if I could get through them, that I had a freedom. Yeah. By the time I got through it, that I didn't have before I did. That came out sounding funny. I had more freedom after I worked through whatever terrified me. Yep. including public speaking. You know, I used to throw up and, before class and things like that uh, if I had to do a public speech, things of that nature. And by the time I got through it, please notice 31 years on radio. So obviously mm-hmm. it's not a problem anymore. But, I know about- it was. but if you take these things you call problems, and I'm sure Matt mm-hmm. will agree with me, and you go through them and you work through them, there's always a gift for you, always, 100% yeah. of the time. Crisis and opportunity are the same symbol in the Chinese language. Hmm. Over to you. You know,
3: it's it's interesting. You could talk about you know getting this help, finding this spirit, like your lady walking her dog. And my second book, which is called Turning Inspiration into Action, I actually identified in my own big life transformations um, a pattern, and the pattern is it leads you to to finding this serendipity. And it's really quick, so I'll share it quickly. You ask yourself three questions. What inspires you? Why is it important to you? And how will you bring it? And you're not crazy anymore.
0: Thank you for joining us today for Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. Waking Up in America can be heard live every Wednesday on voiceamerica.com, and Valerie welcomes all emails at heavenincorporated.com. This is for all you pouring through. Now your heart is